0: Hello, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast. This is part three in a mini series to coincide with the launch of our new free five-part guide to starting a purpose-led business. Now, in part one of the guide and the first episode of this series, I talked about the mindset shifts that you need to make as you move from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. And then in last week's episode, covering part two of the guide, I focused on the three core decisions that I believe you need to make As you start up your business. And yes, I know, it feels like there are thousands of decisions that you need to make at this point in your journey, and indeed every day as a business owner. But the three I cover in that episode are the most fundamental and, frankly, more important than where to host your website or what CRM to use. They are the decisions that will ensure that you have the best chance of succeeding where others fail and that your business journey is fulfilling and as joyful as possible. But this week, in the third of these episodes, we're covering part three of the Starting a Business Guide, which explores the three things that you most definitely need to understand as a new business owner. Now, by the way, if you would rather read this information for yourself rather than listening to my dulcet, if somewhat croaky tones, then just sign up for part three of our free five-part guide to starting a business. You'll find a link in the show notes. Alternatively, why not come and join the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group, where all of this month, our focus is on starting a business. If you have questions about this journey that you've embarked upon, or you'd like to be part of a community of other impact entrepreneurs, it is the perfect place to be. Again, there's a link in the show notes. Okay, On with today's episode. Three things that you need to understand as you start your business. And the first thing is the sales and marketing cycle. Now, this one is so important that there's actually an entire episode of this podcast dedicated just to explaining it and a separate guide to go with that episode to help you. Just go and check out episode 12, which we'll also link in the show notes just to help you. The sales and marketing cycle is a four-stage cycle that everybody who buys from you will go through and which you need to understand if you want to really effectively promote your business and make sales. And stage one of that cycle is what we call the attract stage. And during that phase of work, you are inspiring people and inviting them to join your community Whether that's your email list or your Facebook group or some other forum, you are essentially drawing strangers towards your community, towards your work. Stage two of the cycle is called the nurture stage. And during that work, you are building a relationship with the people that you've drawn into your community. You're sharing information, you're adding value, you're demonstrating expertise. And above all, you are listening. This is the stage of work where you essentially take those strangers that you've brought into your world and you build a relationship with them. You allow them to get to know you, hopefully, to like you and to trust you. And you get to know and understand what it is that they need and want. What are they looking for from you? What are their hopes, their dreams, their challenges and their aspirations? Stage three in other versions of this model is called conversion. It's not a phrase that I like. I call this the invite stage. This is the point in the cycle at which you are inviting the people within your community to work with you or to buy your product. And that invitation may take the form of a launch, a full scale, all singing, all dancing jazz hands launch with a five day challenge and masterclasses and, you know, the whole shebang. Or it could simply be an email that says, I've got this thing. I think it will help you. If you're interested, let me know. The point is that you are the invitation. You are making the offer putting an opportunity in front of people that will be of value to them, inviting them to work with you and to achieve a transformation, a benefit that you offer them. Stage four is the delivery stage. And at stage four, you are delivering on the promise that you have made, the service that you've offered and the transformation that your people rightly expect. Now, most business owners, there's a stage or two of that cycle that they feel completely comfortable with. And then there's one or two that they don't. And in this community, in the actually community, what I see most often is that nurture and deliver are more comfortable for people than attract, which means sticking your head above the parapet or invite, which many think of as icky sales. But here's the thing. Every single part of this cycle is important. Every part of the cycle is dependent on the success of the previous stage. And your ability to grow your business and make your difference will depend on understanding and paying proper attention, dedicating proper time to every part of this model. If your launches are not working, one of the main reasons is often because you've not paid enough attention to the attract and or the nurture phase of that model. If you've not brought new people into your world, if you've not nurtured that relationship with them, when you issue your invitation, there is nobody there that's really interested and committed to working with you. The second thing you need to understand the first thing, sales and marketing cycle. The second thing is creating a business model. And there is so much unnecessary complexity in the advice that is offered to business owners about business models. Your business model is really simple it's this it's the combination of the products you want to offer and the prices you want to charge. But getting that model right is a lot more tricky. And the main reason for that is because we seek to overcomplicate it. I recommend to all of my clients that they stick with the simplest possible business model until such time as they have a team, including people who can deliver programmes for them. Why? Because otherwise you're at risk of being overwhelmed by the sheer volume of content and of products that you need to deliver and you risk overwhelming your clients as well. The simplest possible business model starts with a lead magnet, something that you are offering for free or at least at a very low cost in order to attract people towards your work and towards your community and give them a taste of your expertise and the value that you can offer them. Product one is the next step. And it's often the first thing that a client or a potential client will buy from you. It needs to be what I would call a no-brainer buy. It gives people a deeper taste of what it's like to work with you, but without committing them either to a long-term relationship or to a big expense. So it's something it's easy for them to say yes to. Then you move on to product two. And this is what you might think of as your cash cow. It's the product that's really easy for you to roll out if you hit a cash flow problem. It's mid-priced. So for some people, they will need to have been in your community for a while. You will need to have a relationship with them before they're prepared to buy it. But there will also be some people who enter your business model at this point. You've attracted them towards your work. You've done a bit of nurturing. And the first thing they buy from you could well be product two. And then finally, product three. This is your flagship, top price, top value product. And often this is the product where you will spend the most amount of your time with the smallest number of people. It's not necessarily something that a lot of people in your community will buy and those that do will pay a premium for it because it's your time and your time should always be at a premium. Now, in part three of the starting a business guide, I give you an example of what this business model looks like. And I've used a coaching business as the example so that you can see what a lead magnet, product one, product two and product three looks like when you put them together in a model. And the key thing to note is that each step in that business model is a logical progression from the one before. It is an obvious next step for someone to take and there is a clear journey for your potential clients through your model. So the first thing to understand, sales and marketing cycle. The second thing, creating a business. What is the third thing? Well, the third thing is cash flow. There is only one reason why businesses fail, cash flow. Think about that carefully. I'm going to say it again. There is only one reason why businesses fail and that reason is cash flow. If you have more money going out than you have coming in and you have insufficient reserves to tide you over, then your business will fail. It doesn't matter how popular your business is. It doesn't matter what your products are, what you charge for them, how effective your marketing is. If you have got more money going out than you have coming in over a consistent period and you have insufficient reserves to tide you over, your business Will fail. So, understanding forecasting and managing cash flow are absolutely essential for every single business owner. And I am prepared to bet a significant amount of money that most people listening to this podcast episode have not got a detailed cash flow forecast for their business. Forecasting cash flow is not actually complicated, maybe a little bit time consuming, and it may cause you to scratch your head a lot if numbers aren't really your thing. But it is simply about predicting what money is going to come in and what money is going to go out and when, so that you're able to see how much cash you will have at any given point in the future. Now, it's never going to be 100% accurate, So your perfectionist can take a walk. This is not about getting this 100% right, but it will give you a good sense of your business's financial health. And it is essential to help you plan your spending and spot potential problems before they arise. In fact, there are loads of reasons why forecasting your cash flow and keeping this regularly updated is crucial For a business owner, particularly at a time like now when costs are rising, you are going to be better able to spot issues in time to work on contingency plans like delaying some key spending or requesting extra credit from suppliers or finding a business loan to tide you over. You're going to be much better placed to make decisions about when and how much you can afford to invest in your business and your growth. As you'll be clear about whether there is enough money for that latest tech platform or that training program that you want to go on, you'll be in a position to make sure that there is enough cash in your business to pay you. And you'll be able to identify where the kind of key cash flow problems and challenges are coming, like customers who take too long to pay you and the impact that that is having on your business and on your cash position. All of that information helps you to make better and more informed decisions, and it can all be done with the aid of a simple Excel spreadsheet. Now, I've just had a mini rant over in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group about people teaching things that are beyond their expertise or knowledge. And I should add to that, don't teach things that are beyond your joy. And to be honest with you, accounting and numbers, finance, it's not in my joy zone. But as it happens, I have been in business since 2010. And before that, I was running a P&L in a big corporate communications agency. So I have had to prepare more cash flow projections than I can shake a stick at. I've got a pretty good understanding of how to do it. And I could teach you if necessary. In fact, I've given you the basics in part three of the Starting a Business Guide. But if you want more detailed training in this area, then I genuinely suggest that you go to the experts, like Actually's accountancy partner, Nicola Deverson, who has done a brilliant training on cash flow management and forecasting for the people within my JFDI membership. And yes, you can also find a link to find out more about JFDI in the show notes, as well as tons of live support and advice, you will find a library of resources inside JFDI that will provide you with creative insight, practical tips, knowledge and expertise whenever you need it. So there you have it. The sales and marketing cycle, creating a simple business model and cash flow management and forecasting. If you ensure that you understand all three of these things, and apply what you learn in your business as you're starting out, you will be streets ahead of most other startup business owners and you will be well on your way to actually making a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey and you will always be welcome.